what's up guys i hope you all had a great holiday um and that you know you enjoyed your time with your family and maybe enjoyed a little bit of the suggestive holiday music that i could find that i posted to the station <laughs> um we have a new episode up as of yesterday and i've got some call-ins from lucky responding to them what up insatiable lucky braxton here listen i'm listening to the podcast right now i'm listening to the body count episode and i was definitely one of those people that used to keep count of how many people i slept with like i was like up in the well i'm not even gonna say how many but it was a lot of girls and uh I've never, I never asked my wife that, but that did come up in the conversation one time, but it was more because she was like, oh, I know how you are. I know what kind of girls you like. And I know you've probably been with a lot of girls. Like this was like when we first were dating and I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I've been with a lot of girls because me and a friend of mine used to pick a number every summer and we would see who could hit that number first. But, you know, even if women were to do that, like I say, like to me, actually, I got another call in. I'm gonna call in again, but. I was definitely one of those people that used to keep track because I took that number as like a trophy and I was proud of how many people I slept with. As far as like whores are concerned, I don't see somebody who sells money or sells sex for money. I don't see them as like a whore because I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. There's some countries where that regulate that and you have to do and like you have to do like monthly checkups to make sure that you're clean and you're not spreading disease. And they give you, you know, contraceptives and stuff like that. To me, a dirty whore is somebody who's selling some pussy on the side that's reckless about it because they're supporting some sort of drug habit or something. And they spreading disease and they don't really care about none of that and, you know, getting pregnant and in the back alley fucking having abortions and just being dirty about it like a dirty whore like like you know what i'm saying like there's some people that are just reckless with it but i mean like if you're doing your thing and you're a worker person and you're selling you selling entertainment you're selling a good time that's something that you do then i don't really see a problem with it it's them reckless whores that i don't like yeah uh if you guys want to know why lucky's talking about whores with the hard r god kills me when people say that i fucking hate that word um but if you want to know why he's talking about that listen to the podcast basically we talk a little bit about that word and how it is applied to people but yeah i mean if you want to talk about sex work that's like a whole other you know subject it's there are women who or not women there are men and women who are sex workers who work in regulated industries and it's legal and everything and in places where it's not regulated it can be pretty effed up um, there's a lot of factors that go into it in terms of safety and health and everything else and the circumstances that lead people to do it. It, it is, there is a dark side. There is sex trafficking, for example. Um, there are horrible things that go on, uh, on the black market. And there is also a side where, you know, it's just, uh, it's just an industry that has been going on for, since the beginning of human civilization. So... But yeah, sex work is is like a whole other thing. And the way people apply the word whore is usually not even referring to that, right? So. And the last thing that I wanted to call in on is the the whole thing about like a man's dream is to have a virgin. That was never my dream. I've never met a girl. And we've talked about this in the group before. Like I've never met a girl and anytime someone tells me that they're a virgin, I automatically don't believe them. And I'm just like, wow, they still make your model. Like, I just don't believe that when I hear it, especially in this day and age where you got like, 
you know, there's 13 year old kids having having babies. So like and I know that that falls back in some religions and shit like that. But being around a virgin or being with a virgin was definitely not what like that's not every man's goal is to be with with a virgin. Like that's the last that's the last one I want to be with, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't really want to be with a virgin. Like when my first time was with somebody who was not a virgin and it was a really good time. It was probably not for them, but for me it was a good time. So the last thing I want to do is like be around some virgin. Lucky, why are you hating on the virgins though? <laughs> I mean, yes, I hear you. I agree. I actually don't understand the obsession with virgins or even virginal women or celibate women and stuff like that. I mean, I, I don't believe in valuing a person by the number of people that they've slept with. And so I don't think being a virgin is any better than not being a virgin. Um, and I agree with you in that from my personal perspective, I mean, especially at my age, like it would probably be more concerning to me uh, that a person has had no experience by like their 30s or even, you know, you, you know, than a, than a person who's had a lot of experience. Uh, it's just like, I mean, it's probably not going to be a great time if you are with a person who is not who doesn't even know their own body at that point. But um, that's not to hate on the virgins, though. I'm not going to hate on virgins. Like, come on. I mean, everybody people have as much choice to not have sex as they do to have sex. And I don't I don't think people are lying when they say they're virgins. I know we talked about this um, separately, but the I think um, I I. I I know a lot of people, not a lot, I know a handful of people who waited until pretty late, you know, either in their mid to late 20s, I think someone might have made it to their early 30s without having sex. And it's not always like, you know, a, a pious reason. It's sometimes it's just because they waited a little too long and then it just became too much pressure. You know what I'm saying? And I actually have a lot to say about this topic. But, you know, when people get, you know, when people wait, uh, until after everybody else has done it, it suddenly becomes a bigger deal because then you get all the social pressure like, why haven't you done it yet? And then you feel like when you do finally do it, you have to make all that time that you waited worth it somehow. And so people who it's like people who haven't had sex become more obsessed with sex than people who have it all the time because it becomes like a huge deal for them um, when really all they had to do was like pop their cherry, I guess. I don't know, though. What do you all think? Does anybody out there know older virgins? Um, and does that change their view on sex? Do you think that it's better to wait longer? Do you think there's an ideal time to wait for and then maybe you should just go for it? Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on all that. Yo, insatiable. <laughs> I was listening to one of your episodes about the um, silly stuff that you do or that you did as a teenager coming up. It's funny stuff. The phone card thing, that's a new one for me. The school bus trick, though, I thought that that would have worked. That was that was pretty slick. I've got one in high school now, so I need to stay hip on the, on the school bus trick. <laughs> that was good. But hey, thanks for the applause on, um, on the segment that Momac published about what I do with podcasts now. So definitely appreciate it. Thanks for the support. Talk to you soon. Hey, Vernon. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, my mom probably wished I was a little more obedient as a teenager. Um, I did tell my fair share of lies. But in all fairness, I turned out okay, I think. And I always, I remind her that, you know, part of the lying was that I still cared what she thought. So there's a bright side to it. Because there are also plenty of kids out there who are just like, 
F you mom or F you dad. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I don't care what you say. And I was just not one of those kids. Um, you know, I, I cared very much about my reputation in my mom's eyes, I guess. And But at the same time, I was boy crazy. And I did want to hang out with my friends. And if she wasn't going to let me, I was just going to find a way to do it anyway. So, you know, it's like where there's a will, there's a way. And I think, um, you know, there's a there's a a healthy back and forth struggle that parents have with their kids where, you know, you try to keep them in line and and, and everything and, and they push back and stuff gets by, you know, slips by and whatever. You just do what you can. Um, and uh, I would just say good luck <laughs> with your teenage daughter and definitely do keep an eye out. But at the same time, if stuff happens, it's. You know, it's not the end of the world, uh, even if you do have to portray it as the end of the world to her to scare her from doing something worse, um, which I totally get. But um, don't let it tear your family apart, because uh, there were moments, you know, back then where I felt like it almost tore my family apart, just like ruined my relationship with my mom. And I wish I could take some of it back. But, you know, in the end, at the end of the day, looking back on it. 15 20 years later it's kind of like yeah it wasn't as big of a deal as i thought it was you know the things that that we felt were wrong and were the end of the world and that were going to lead me to becoming like a teenage mom or something like that it wasn't that serious uh, at the end of the day but she did her best i did my worst and somehow we met in the middle and i came out all right what up though is matchman from the matchman podcast and i've been listening to your podcast for a while and um I think it's really dope. And so when you guys are talking about body count, I find it interesting because like I just graduated college, right? And so me going to college, everybody asking like, oh your body count, your body count, your body count. I'm like, nah, like I'm like I'm good. I ain't even saying my body count ain't no ain't no crazy high or nothing. Like, cause for me it was more like the individuals. It was like I didn't see um the people the people I were intimate with. As um, as just numbers, I seen them more as like individuals. So it was like, you know, what I'm saying like it, it would be like if they knew, you know, who whoever it was, they'd be like, damn, that messing with that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how I get down? <laughs> like, I ain't like you niggas. But um, yeah, so I just, I don't know, body count never really was like something crazy. To me, I'm not gonna ask nobody because I really don't want to know. Like some things, you know, I can live without knowing. Hey, Matt, thanks for calling in. Thank you for listening. That means a lot to hear that somebody out there is enjoying the podcast. And I think it's cool that there's a guy who doesn't see it by the numbers. So I wish more people would feel that way.